without any further ado, we're going to have my older brother. <laughs> Bring the word of God. Amen. How's everybody doing? Man, sure is a beautiful day out here today, huh? All right. Well, yesterday, oh, let's all say happy birthday to Sister Cheryl Mathis. She had a birthday February 1st. February 1st, so let's give her a little happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Yesterday, uh, all right, hope you're enjoying this weather out here. All right, simmer down, simmer down. The birthday is over 28 days ago. It's good to see everybody today. Yesterday, I had my first shot. After you have your first shot, they make you sit around for about 15 minutes to see if there's any side effects. And thank God there's um. <laughs> there's no side effects. You don't have to worry about it. You can, you, you can uh, when it's time to get your shot. <laughs> hey, do it. You, you want, no? Hey. <laughs> um, I want to share something with you today. Um, I've been single for so long that somebody asked me who I was with. And I told him I was with Verizon. <laughs> but actually, I left Verizon and now I'm with Sprint. And we, are, and we are very happy. <laughs> Before I get started here, uh, uh, growing, up, growing up as uh, kids, um, I'm getting ready to go through this scenario from, from when I was a, uh, a child, probably in about the first five years of my life, or about the first four I lived up on the hill, up on the hill in the old army houses, and I'm going to uh, go through this scenario with you just for a minute. But the one thing we used to have as a family was family talks, right? My dad would. It came a time, you know, you know, as we as you get old, older, your family goes through, you know, going through things, and and the kids start growing up. You know, they don't always stay little. You know, you know, we grow up, we start getting our own hearts, souls, and minds, and and uh, so anyway, my dad saw fit for us to have these family talks. And we got a chance to express, you know, chance we had a chance to express how we felt about how, you know, things going on in the house and things we agreed with or things we didn't agree with. And so today I want to have a family talk with you. Actually, the, I'll get to it in the end, but the title of my message is Lord Help Me to Hold On. Until my change has come. You know, uh, we live in a difficult time. Salvation may be free, but it's not cheap. Right? Uh, it's the best place you can be, the best decision that you can ever make in life. 
But it's not cheap. You got to go through some things. You go through one experience, get through that, take a deep breath, look for another one. And this thing was going to continue to go on for the rest of your life. For the next three hours, I want to explore with you what I can see from my memory as a young boy growing up in Marin City. Why? Is there a problem? Oh, okay. I just, I just, I just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a few photos of Marin City I posted on my Facebook page of Marin City back in the 40s and 50s. Even before this church was here or any of these houses that you see uh, before you today. There's a photo in our family album, photo album of my mother, my father, and my father holding me at a very young age. I can see my sister Frida riding on her toy horse, the one held with the four springs that you rock back and forth. And she knew how to rock that horse all around the house. There was no shag carpet in the house them days. You had them tile floors back in the day. And um, so anybody who's on my Facebook page, if uh, you go back, check it out. So she used to ride back, roll back and forth, and she can just go all over the house. She was wild. It was a trip. One of the pictures shows where Barbara Douglas, Shirley, the Harris family, lived that she saw. She even saw that the car that they drove. For some reason, I can see uh, Barbara's brother, Michael, right in that area of the, uh, the photo that was taken. And I'm not sure how I remember that at such a very, very young age, but I can't. I'm talking about the first four years of my, of my life because I, we didn't move over to 387 until probably the late 59, early 60. I'm not telling my age, but... Uh, <laughs> There were two families in, in one building. There was one on one end, one family on one end, one family on the other end. The Porter family was our neighbors. So the other day I'm telling Gladys Porter about what she's a member here who's out that, um, about these pictures I had. And she says to me, she said, well, Ronnie, well, we lived in 499 and you guys lived in building 500. See, back in, back in that day, you know, there was no, there was no streets. There were building numbers, right? And so I'm talking about houses were all over the, I've got a picture from, a picture that was taken from here up, up toward Oak Knolls uh, back in the day before those houses were here or any of this stuff, but the old army houses that were here between the, probably built back in the 40s because of the shipyard and how we got here was my dad was stationed out in Hamilton Air Force Base. And so that's how we became in, in Marin City. Uh, my my grandmother had bought my mom and dad a house back in Washington D.C. Right, and y'all have heard this story before. But and my dad, as soon as he finishes his term here, uh, he was a baker at Hamilton. And when he finished his his term here at Hamilton, he wanted to go back home, right? Because my grandmother had bought them a house in Washington D.C. But God had other plans for him, and, and that's how we're here today. Uh, all the rest of our family is back east in Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, South Carolina is where um, my mom and them were raised, right? So I, I can remember as just a little kid where we lived. I can still see the place right now. I remember Gladys, the porters right next to me. There was little walkways right outside the house that you can walk between buildings, and so they were there. I can remember seeing her brother, I'm sure it was James, 
and I, when I asked her this morning, I thought she might have had an older brother, which I understand might have been with Ruby uh, Threadgill. But James was detained by, I remember as a little kid, he was being detained by the police, and they were pulling at gunpoint. Man, I, I remember when I started thinking through this, I remember seeing this as a kid. I could see Mitchell Howard uh, as a kid in the, the Ward family walking down, and I can also see Lene's father, Leon, as a kid. I knew him as a, just a little youngster, him walking his dog. I could see Sue Clark, uh, who used to be members here, Evelyn Clark's mother, I believe. I could see her standing out on this porch. And the other day, as Evelyn's going through uh, Facebook, she commented that she could see the house where she lived in. So I can't wait to talk to her. I'm trying to find if anybody knows history. It's usually Brother George to go to or Claude. Their, their memory is just impeccable. If you want about Marin City history, you can always go talk to them. When we moved, when we moved from over here up on the hill, uh, probably almost where, we, where my dad's house is right now, I believe is where we live in that area. Everybody began to move from here is when they start when they had built up the high rises, 100 lot, 200 lot, 300 lot. They start uh, um, cold driving, start building those places. So in late 59s, early 60s, we we moved over to 387 where Jewel Barrow lived on for years. We lived there. Uh, I can remember as a little kid. I wasn't even in kindergarten yet. 99 Cold Drive was the building. 99 was right behind me, and they were putting up the um, putting up. I remember putting up the rails. There was a big crane out front, and they were putting up the rails to 99 Cold Drive. Uh, and there's some other pictures to show them uh, working on 49, full building 419, things of that nature. Also during this time, as we worked over there, the men were working on the building. Uh, our church here was across the street at the gymnasium. We had a building. Well, the gym was there. I remember the gym there was as a kid. There were a couple rooms over there. This church had a room in there and also Village Baptist, right, where Cornerstone Church is right across the street was the fire department, right? Those who were around that time remember that at 12 o'clock noon, siren went off. Every every time you hear that siren, 12 o'clock, you know, you knew knew what time it was. It was 12 o'clock. Right behind, right behind the fire station was First Missionary Baptist Church. And their door faced out of uh, Drake Avenue before they got the place where they are right now. And it's interesting, as a, as a, as a young kid, I, I rem- for some reason, Lord got, let me remember these events. At five years old, also I remember, you know, we could walk to school. Walk down here to Manzanita, five years old. You know, a group of us, you know, at that time I met Mark and Mike Page, who they were still in the old houses that lived across from, 419, there was a bunch of houses, Duvalls and Wade's, all, a bunch of people lived right across the street in the, in the old army houses before they started tearing them down. And then I remember being in kindergarten. We were in the little building where a gospel fellowship used to be, right across the street from the rec center. And, and I remember our kindergarten building started in there. And I can remember as a kid them burning down those old houses, getting ready, getting rid of them as they got ready to put up these uh, pole houses that you see here right now. So anyway, that's just just a little history. You know, my mind will begin to kind of kind of go back then. Let's let's go ahead and fast forward up to uh, 2021. 2020 brought around a lot of changes in our lives. As a matter of fact, it's a trip to think about how um, 
this pandemic went through the whole world. And I might have told you I had a friend of mine who was in Peru, uh, showed a picture of uh, the streets of Peru. Was Nobody was on the street. It's it just amazing what, our, what has happened to our lives and the lives of so many through 2021. We lost a lot of people, lost a lot of friends through 2021, some to COVID-19. People my age, praying for a friend of mine that a couple of days ago, a friend from high school, a daughter gets on uh, Facebook and says her mom is on her deathbed at, the, at getting ready to get out of here, you know, and, and, you know, we have been chatting from time to time, and, you know, you just, you just never know. You have no idea concerning your time and when you're getting out of here. And it made me think about, you know, there's the time of your birth, the year of your birth, and then there's that little dash before you, you're out of here, right? Uh, sunrise and sunset, um, but all it shows all the things that happens with your life through that little dash, right? So I begin to uh, kind of, re- it makes me reflect through that. Uh, we lost my good friend John Young, and, and, and you know, we, um, our families have been, I've known him ever since I was a youngster. His family was a part of this church. John and them, uh, Makia, Doris, I can uh, remember them. People at work, at my job, are starting to drop off, you know. When I first started that job, I was uh, 200, uh, my senior number was 299, page 10, 300 drivers. They had some part-time drivers at the time, and, and, and some of them drivers now were starting to slowly trying to, starting to get out of here. You know, they were like family, you know, because I saw them every day, you know, every day. And for years and years, I saw, my, I saw this family. One of the questions I have is, uh, you know, do you ever feel alone, or what are you doing when you have to wait, you know? How are you dealing with uh, this pandemic? How are you dealing with your family issues? How are you dealing with stuff in your life? How are you doing? How you, you know, like, you know, I remember I posed this question some years ago in a message about how you doing, right? And then I backed it up with uh, how you really doing? You know, you need to, you need to check yourself, right? Just, just put your, you know, hey, feel your pulse. Make sure you're still here, right? <laughs> Check your blood pressure. You know, hey, we, we, we've gone through some things in the last year. You know, it's almost been, you know, it's almost a year, you know, that uh, since this whole thing be- began, right? Now, when I talk to you, I'm talking to you from experience, from things I'm going through, things I may be in right now. There was a, there was a time when, um, when I had a problem, I didn't deal with, deal with my problem I didn't face my problem, right? Because I didn't want to face my problems, I would self-medicate and do whatever I had to do because things were just, at my point in my life, that time was just, got to a point that was crazy. First, you're having fun, you're having a good time, but then, you know, when things come down on you, and when your life began to change, and the Lord, people, you know, people here, people were praying, you know, for me, you know, and so things were happening in the spirit, but I'm, 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 you know, some people, you know, they give up, right? And those who give up, uh, we know what usually happens to them. We know that suicide rate is up, things like that. And people are struggling. And, you know, some people say, I don't want you in my business and this kind of stuff. And, they, you know, they don't want to talk about 
You know, so they isolate that thing within themselves and all that thing when it's inside of them, it just grows and grows and grows until, you know, then you, before you know it, you walk around, you're walking time bomb. Right? Amen. Amen. But it's always good to have somebody that you, you can relate something, something, you know, and this whole thing all boils down to trust. Having somebody that you can trust, that you can, that you can talk to. You can't talk to everybody. Right? You can't talk to everybody, but you can, you got to find somebody to be able to help you because it's, things are so difficult right now um, that you cannot, you can't do it alone. You can try to do it alone, but the pressure, and I, I don't believe God will have you to do it alone, right? But I had to get to the point one time where I had to get strong enough to face my challenges, right? Sober-minded. You know, it just, it, it came to a point, you know, Lord, he was helping me at the same time. It, because sometimes face your problem, there's a fear, a great fear. A lot of times people don't know what you're going through, how you know, because sometimes you, you're covering up. And for me, during my cover-up times, a lot of it had to do with shame. Because, you know, I grew up here, grew up in a, you know, my father, pastor, you know, I, I knew the way, what was right. Um, but because things were so strict during that time, you know, call, you know, I, I veered off from things I wanted to see, got my little freedom. Yeah, hey, you know, I was like, uh, you know, you know, you know, uh, Marin City during that, uh, Marin County during that time, you know, um, when all the high schools got together, ended up at college in Marin, you know, uh, everybody getting their apartments and everybody turning 21 and Marin County during that time was jumping. It had to be about five or six clubs around here and, uh, everybody was going for it, right? And right now, one thing in the talks, you know, my mother at times felt though, you know, when we had our talks that, you know, we were picking on her, but, and she was a very sensitive woman because she kept us four kids really tightly knit. You know, we, we grew up together. We did, I mean, I, I believe because of the dedication that what, what uh, my father did, told God that he would do. My father told God, look, look, go, if you want me to stay here, you're going to have to take care of my business. Take care of my business. I'll take care of your business. And I, and I think it was one reason why, you know, we're as close as we are as a family today. I talk to people who've got turmoil in the household that is unbelievable. And my mom had always said this, and my brother said it the other night uh, online, was that my mom would say, Ronnie, you just wait till you have kids. <laughs> then you'll understand. Oh boy, do I understand. I understand. Big time. And I don't know what to do about all my situation, but to stay before the Lord. I mean, it's heavy duty, especially when, you know, your kids are some of the closest things. I always hit you with the ones that are closest to you, you that you gotta deal with, you know. These things be happening, and some things are just plain out of your control. You, some of these things we don't we ha, we don't have control over, and we and we hurt in our heart. And why do we hurt? Do we hurt because we don't we don't you know trust the Lord? Uh, we're human. Don't forget we're human, right? But the Lord told me during this time that He told me to be still. Yeah. And so this is another one of those be still messages. Although you know I'm uh, I'm talking about Lord, please help me to hold on. And this got to be one of the songs that you got to learn. You got to learn this song because this is what you're going to have to do during this time. 
We're not talking just about the pandemic. We're talking about on your job. We're talking about the economy. Uh, hey, we're faced with so many things right now. And it ain't just us, but it's the ones around us and the ones who are close, right? But God told me that, you know, hey, Jeremiah 29 said he got a plan, right? And he said a plan that's going to prosper me and give me a future, give me hope. Well, it don't always look like that, right? But I've got to face this and I've got to hang in there. So this whole thing about one day at a time, right? Staying one, staying in the moment if you need to. Uh, if 24 hours is too, too, too long for you to stay, uh, to go through it, then, then hang, uh, every few minutes, whatever it takes, right? Find somebody to, that you can, um, that you can, tr- you can trust, somebody that you can talk to when things get difficult. Don't always try to take things by stealth from, you know, when that happens, when you hold things in, things like that happen at times, you get stressed, and your body knows when you stress because then your body starts acting up. Stress is a killer. And as black men, too, at times, you know, we want to, from our culture, whatever it is, from the street, you know, you have to be strong, act like you're strong because, you know, so you don't seem weak. And if you seem weak, then you got to start trying to defend yourself and, you know, and, and people are going to challenge you, right? They're going to they gonna, they gonna challenge you. You, you got to learn how to, you know, my parents had this uh, model. My parents would say, look, we don't want you fighting, but we don't want, we don't want people running all over you either. And, and my brother can attest to that, I, I, that my parents would tell uh, my brother, you know what? Uh, we don't send you to uh, school to prize fight, <laughs> you know, but... Because I, I believe because my, my father was the, a preacher and because he dedicated his Lord, well, the enemy, the enemy come, came at us, you know, came up at us kids. And I mean, you know, during this time, there were a bunch of people in Marin City, right? And you're going, you're going to be challenged. Oh, my Lord. It was, it was just absolutely crazy. You know, I was thinking about, we had going through the book of John and, and Bible study. And, um, and I was thinking about Martha and Mary, you know, uh, about their, Relationship with the Lord. The Lord loved Lazarus and was good friends with him, but he had something in mind. Lazarus died, and, and Mary Martha was like, "You know, Lord, if you, you know, if, if you had been here, you know, he would have, he would have still been awake. I mean, you're still alive, you know. But but the Lord had a bigger purpose in mind, you know. His, you know, he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. That's what he. They didn't know it. They thought it was going to be something in the future, but it was something that he had, he had, he had came to do and to show who he actually was. What I'm telling you is that we have to trust in the Lord with all our heart because you, you got to realize this. You're, what you're dealing with is not just physical, but you're dealing with spiritual. You know, when the Lord, when the Lord created this world, he, he, he created the invisible world and he created the visible world, the one that we live in. Invisible world is the one where God lives in, the angels are. The angels are just messengers. Lord say, hey, you go take this message over here and do this. You cannot call no angel to come help you. You can't do that. You got to go to the Lord because they're messengers. You can't worship no angel, right? We talked about this the other night in Bible study. And uh, Revelation 19 talks about, I believe, verse 10 talks about, you know, uh, John was so astonished by what he was going through in this vision that he was about ready to bow down to this angel. Angel said, hey, hold, hold up, hold up. Hold up. You know, I can't, I can't take your worship, so we give the praise and worship to the Lord, right? 
there's a scripture in Second Thessalonians 3.16 that says, Now may the Lord of peace himself uh, give you peace at all times in every way. Uh, the Lord will always, he will be with you. Here's another one in 3.5 that says, But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you. He will guard you against the evil one. And we will have confidence in the Lord about you, uh, that you are doing and will do all the things that we command. May the Lord uh, direct your heart to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. Now, basically what that means is just you got to trust the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind. You can't do It's the best place to, de- to be. It's, 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 it's the, you know, you don't have to be perfect. First, you know, when you get saved, you know, you start off as a baby. You, you don't come in here eating meat and, you know, you come in here, you, you start getting nursed off of milk, the milk of the word. And then as you grow old and you, you hang, you hang with it, you, you know, you, um, you begin to grow into maturity, right? This song that says, Lord, help me to hold on until my change come. And the verse of that song says, my way may not be easy. You did not say it would be, but when it gets dark and I can't see my way, you told me to put my trust in thee. It's the best place, the safest place to be. I I just can't reiterate enough how you should, how you probably could deal with these challenges in in your life. We have a prayer list, and we have quite a few on, on this prayer list that's been going on for years and years, and so we know a little about about some things, some things that people are going through, but people don't tell tell everything at times, you know. And that's why when we were taking prayer requests, you know, I've said, hey, the unspoken request, you know, we that's important for us too. You know, you know, the things you verbalize and the things you you don't verbalize is still important to us. You know, Marin City said it's very strategic sitting up on this hill. You know, coming off the freeway at night, the lights are on, you can see it. When you're driving by, you see the lights on, you know. As a matter of fact, people have gone by and seen the marquee and seen there was noonday prayer, have come in. It's just amazing that us sitting up on this hill, but this church has always been known to uh, be a church of love. Amen. And I just want to thank everybody who um, helped us to set up and to break down the flowers from Alice and Flowerland and Stewart and uh, the food, the food pantry that has brought people in here as, a, as another part of the ministry. Hey, don't ever give up on the prayer requests that you have because God never forgets, right? I've got some requests that I've had before that I went off and forgot about that had gotten, ended up getting answered, but it didn't get answered in my time. It got answered in God's time. Amen. And even, even when you forget all about it, and then you, you end up saying, well, his timing is perfect. Even if you, you forgot it, it don't always seem like it's perfect. Yeah. My dad used to say, you know, God is slow. He, sometimes it just be, he, he is not, he is not on our schedule. Yeah, you know what I mean? I love you guys, uh, much and, uh, thank you for hanging in here with us, supporting brother Marcus and sister Mel and the, I just want to let you know something too. Besides there being big love here, we got a lot of humor, a lot of comedians here too. Right? Humor, we're driven by humor as well. You know what I mean? And people talk about kooks, and there's a street down here, Kook Avenue. People, people talk about, you know, you, you want your kids saved, uh, you want family members, what they're going through. It's just amazing. Remember in prayer, remember me, my prayer list. 
people, some like our, our children right now, something is going on with their minds, you know what I mean? And I've got two friends right now that I'm talking to that they're, they're kids, they're almost in the same age, something is going on with, with this mind and schizophrenia and, and uh, psychosis and all these things that are, are, are going on. It's it, it just, um, words can't even explain it, but I, I know certain things are just out of my hands and, and then when people feel real pressure, I got a, I've got a friend whom I, I had sold something on one of the websites, Bonanza somewhere, met one of the guy who got something and we, we've been friends ever since, right? And when he, he said his, his, his last name was Watts. And my, my family is, we've got Watts in my family and whole family's names start with D, right? And funny, we're talking and every, everybody in his family starts, name, name starts with D. But every time he gets stressed, you know, yeah, he was fine at first. He started hitting the bottle and he want to call me. Every time he want to call me, talk to me and face chat, you know. Now, I think it's amazing here. He's back in Illinois and, and, but Lord, we crossed him up on my path, you know, so I get a chance to pray for him. I get a chance to pray for my friends and it just, this, this relationship that start starting to grow. It's just amazing who the Lord's going to put in your path, Amen. right? That you'll be able to lead back to the back to the Lord, right? Listen, with that said, um, it's time. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you. If anybody is not saved, I, I really recommend that you do get saved. And hey, you don't have you don't have to feel, be full blown in one day. You know, you might take a little time, but just 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 hang out with us. Just hang out and, and uh, get your blessing, right? You know, I'm bringing Brother Marcus up. And I just want to thank you for your thank you for your time. Just stand stand to your feet. We're going to get ready to close. Thank you, Pastor Ronnie, for testimonies and scriptures. I will say this as we conclude: keep the young people in prayer. I will say the suicide is running high right now. There's been a major jump between those that are 10 to 19 years of age. We have some middle school kids taking their lives because. They're not used to the shutdown. So many different things. So let's remember the kids in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we are grateful today for the word of God. We pray that, Lord, you will continue to bless us, that there will be family talks. We will remember that you are a God of love. We praise you and bless you in Jesus' name. God bless you, everybody. God bless you.